With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, I'm Dean Blandino from Fox Sports, and you are listening to the Quick Snap Podcast. So it's that time of week again. It is the day after the football. We're all feeling miserable. Football's gone for another few days, but again, it's back on Thursday, so don't worry too much. It has been a pretty interesting week. We almost had two cancellations of games. All the COVID decided to try and destroy our, our, our football season. But luckily, only one postponement. The Chiefs got managed to pull it, pull it through. The Saints was a false positive. So all good. How are you guys? Yeah, good mate. Good mate. Not too bad. Got my Texans jersey on for Billy O'Brien. Yeah. I mean RIP. I think that's what you should be discussing first, shouldn't it, gents? I mean, we might have I I had a pretty uh hungover Sunday and a hungover Monday, but not like Billy O'Brien's last few days, Jesus Christ. He's uh I mean, as much as you're probably still right about Adam Gase going by week nine. I don't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't think Bill O'Brien would go this early. No. I, I didn't. I didn't think he was to go. I think the problem is as soon as he took on the role of GM, I think this kind of became a bit inevitable. And I think mm. Bill O'Brien, the GM, got Bill O'Brien, the coach, fired because he was so bad at the GM side of things that he just yeah. gave out terrible contracts, ter- made terrible trades, um, that made the coaching job near enough impossible for him to do. Because I still do think that he is a good coach. Even if it's just as an offensive coordinator, he will get a job. The, like the tech, Texans have won plenty of games whilst he's been there. Just this has been a particularly bad start it's to the season. Usually, but usually coaches when they have they have good weapons, they'll try and keep them because they're the ones yeah. winning the games. And each each went, you know what? Yeah, Hopkins is amazing. Yeah, who wants him? Well, I think he didn't get on with him very well, did he? And uh, from what it seems like, the, a lot of his relationships with the players weren't very good. And that's yeah, starting to come out a little bit. And he'd even said to Michael Silver, apparently, that he thinks he's going to get fired. So if you're saying that, yeah. that's not like, well, once you're in that mentality, then it's, it's yeah. just over, isn't it? But like, you look at the decisions he's made, the amount of money that, they're, that they've spent, like they're, they're over the cap for this year. They'll probably be over the cap again for next year. The Dolphins own their first two draft picks for, for next season as yeah. well, which are probably going to be really high picks. Like he's, just, he's left it in such a mess. And it's... Apart from Deshaun Watson, this is a very unappealing job to take because the it defense is. is rubbish. There's nothing else around Deshaun Watson. Um, who's going to want that job? Is is Deshaun Watson a big enough pull to attract, say, someone like Eric Bieniemy? Yes. Or Robert yeah, Sala? It, it Do you is, think? I think the uh, well, the the big drawback is like you said, the pick, the draft picks going. I mean, Miami could end up with first overall pick, and it's not even their own pick. Could be quality, but, but the uh, yeah, Sean Watson's enough. Is is a top ten quarterback easily? So yeah, yeah. It is with with the with the draft picks though. This is what my opinion is on this next year's draft. 
the first round, yeah, they are valuable. But after you get through the first round, it is a lottery because this season of the college football has been the most messy season you've seen since I've been watching it anyway. How are you even going to know who's going to be a top graphic or not? You know, I mean, it's 50-50 the best of time, isn't it? When you take yeah, in right. even first round picks. So yeah. this year is going to be even harder. I think that there'll be a lot of trades for late round picks. Like anything yeah. after the third round, I think people will be trading, um, whether it be in the off season or before the trade deadline for some veteran players. Yeah, um, we'll see. Because I mean, at least they'll be proven commodities. I, my opinion on the, uh, the the new head coaches, well, hoping to get a job as a Texans head coach, I wouldn't be going for it personally. I know, I know, like Eric Bieniemy and Robert Sala, etc., are obviously wanting these head head coach jobs. But do they want their first job to be in such a hot shit mess where they are bound to lose? And then when they lose, people are going to say. Oh well, we maybe it's too early for him to jump into that job. Maybe it's too soon. It, it's all gonna fall. It's all gonna fall on, on successor of the of this role. So, yeah. I think a lot of it might depend on who they can get in as their GM. Because if you can get a GM and a coach that are gonna work well together, yeah. then that can work wonders. You could potentially even turn it around within three four years. Yeah, um, maybe. And like they always say, there are only thirty two head coaching jobs, aren't there? So, yeah, you imagine think- someone's gonna someone's gonna take it. Yeah, like Eric Bieniemy, though. I don't think Eric Bieniemy is going to be struggling for a head coach job in the next five years, and neither Robert Sala. So they could pass on this and maybe take somewhere like yeah. the Broncos if they, they, they don't do that as well as we thought they would. Yeah, but if you had like the option, so let's assume that Gase gets fired as well. Let's assume that oh. Dan Quinn gets fired. Yeah, so of it. Houston, Atlanta, and the New York Jets, which of the jobs would you want? Falcons. I'd Falcons. take Jets. I'd take really? Jets just because they, well, they're going to have better, I think they'll have better draft picks than Texans to turn it around. Darnold's got a lot longer on him than Matt Ryan has. Deshaun Watson's the best quarterback of the three, obviously, but. We're, we're, all taking but the, we're all taking different teams because I would take the Texans yeah. just because of Deshaun Watson. Yeah, yeah, your first two years are going to be shit because you've got nothing to work with. But Deshaun Watson is such a big piece to build around. Yeah, but you've seen we've seen how quarterbacks can't do it on their own, and there's there's as you said before, there's literally nothing around them. They are literally building from scratch. And are you going to get long enough in this day and age in the NFL to build around that? Probably not. I mean, Bill O'Brien got six years. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, like, yeah, fair he, play. He did pretty well though. Like, I, I would draw my yeah. comments. I would draw yes. my comments. Yeah, six years of fucking it up completely. To be fair, they they had a very good winning record. Um, yeah. They got to the playoffs. They'd had tough starts before, like they went 0 3 one year, didn't they? And they still managed to go 11 11 and 5 and get to the playoffs. Um, but I think the craziest thing of all, I heard this on a podcast earlier today, that since Bill O'Brien was hired in 2014, the Texans are the only team from that division, to the AFC South, that haven't made it to the AFC Championship game. Oh, Which, <laughs> until, until I was told that, I'd completely <laughs> forgotten because, yeah, like Scott just said, even the Jags have made it. So, you know, I thought it was pretty wild. That is depressing. I think the, the biggest thing on, yeah. Anyway, before, we'll move on, yeah. Before we go into anything else, have you seen the uh, the clip where Aaron Rodgers is basically asked about how he feels about the media when they were talking him down about his down games, etc. And he comes up with, yeah, media always talk, talk about my down games, but my down games, like somebody else's amazing games, but like point blank, 
didn't look like he was even phased, just like no emotion in his face, and everyone was going mad, like, oh my god, buzzing off him. Amazing, amazing. Aaron Rodgers, the smuggest man in the NFL right now. He absolutely is, but he's so cool about it. He just, he just doesn't give a shit, and he's just like, yeah, well, I'm fair play. He's so deadpan, isn't he? Yeah, Seems dead sarcastic as well. There wasn't a lot of talk about him, uh, about him losing his job to uh, Jordan Love, so fair play to him. Absolutely smashed it so far this season. Gents, we will move on because it's going to be a busy, busy episode. We are going to move on to our players of the week, bust of the week, play of the week, and game of the week. So, Scott, who was your player of the week? So, player of the week this week, uh, I've got to go Tom Brady. I think he was he were a big shootout with, with Herbert. I thought Herbert does, did so well. And if, if he'd have taken that, if the Colts had managed to win that game, I'd probably give it to Herbert, to be fair. But... The Colts, yeah. Uh, yeah, but he's, you know, five touchdowns, five different receivers. Uh, as much <laughs> as I called that pick, I called that pick six on Brady last week, so I'm, I'm checking that. But, but um, even with that, he's still, you know, he, he pulled them back and it were, yeah. it were a great game. So, yeah. You may have called that pick six, but you've just told us that Justin Herbert's playing for the Colts. So, sorry, Chargers, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's, it's Philip Rivers is you know messing with my head. Thinking yeah, it's, uh... I, I get it, mate. Don't you worry about it. Tom, are you are you, are you happy there? Throw a little smile. I'm so happy because I've gone for the same person. So oh, this, I know I know this is boring. Oh. We should probably talk about this beforehand, shouldn't we? Yeah, no, I've gone pretty as well. That that pick six was you know I'm used to pick sixes. We've talked about that before. To me, it's just part of the playing quarterback. Um, but yeah. Um, I think he's been getting better every week. He was throwing the ball really well deep. Um, looks like they've really meshed the offensive now of um, Arians and what he likes to run. And then Brady in terms of mixing up to all the different receivers. Yeah, you know, We found nine different um, receivers. His five touchdowns went to five different receivers. Um, he's got a good connection with Evans and then Scotty Miller as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just he's slowly, well, not, I mean, not slowly, he's quickly stealing my heart. Oh, just like Chris from the commission said before the season. Well, that was the most disgusting thing I've read from, from out your mouth. So that was amazing. Um, I I'm not going with you two. Absolute, you're an absolute homer, and I'm even not sure what you're okay. doing on there. But I'm going to go with OBJ. He's clearly had one of the best weeks uh, of his last two years of his career. More like five years, but yeah, yeah maybe five years. It was incredible week. He, he pulled it out the bag when the uh, Browns were struggling towards the end to try and finish the game off. And fair play, that, that run, I don't think anyone saw that coming. And Cowboys defence definitely didn't. No, no, they didn't. They were absolutely shite. So I'm going to give it to him because it was just... Uh, personally, I had him on three fancy teams and it, it was just amazing watching him fly off. So, yeah, I'm going with, I'm going with Odell Beckham Jr., it's a first. I mean, when he first set off with that run, he was going 20 yards backwards, wasn't he? I thought, you know, yeah. what is he actually playing at? But yeah. he uh, turned pace on and he were gone, wasn't he? So it was. Yeah, it was beautiful. So well, that leads us nicely on to our bust of the week. So, Scott, who is your bust of the week? I'm, I'm probably a bit biased because I put Jared Goff and Cooper Cup in my fantasy team, but I'm going to go at Rams offense in general. Yeah. They, they, were playing, right, they were playing Giants who I thought, you know, I'm going to, Put a right banker on this and put put Goff and Cup, and yeah, there were. I don't know what happened apart from that one big, big seventy. We're at seventy yard touchdown. Whatever to Cup that, well, save my fantasy to be fair. 
That's but, uh, yeah, apart, apart from that, they were really, really poor against, well, the Giants. So, yeah, I'm going, I'm going to ramble it off. Then. Yeah, it was a surprise, that game. Yeah, very surprised. I, I thought that Rams couldn't get going at all. It was like they'd run out of ideas, and it really did show up how much of a scheme quarterback Jared Goff really is, and he hasn't got really any, um, what do you call it, impulse plays in him. He hasn't got the, uh, like, like, you know what, I'm going to hold my hands over here as well, Scott. Uh, Carson Wentz, impulse plays, fair play to him, pulling out the bag, and yet that's the yes. difference between him and Jared Goff. Jared Goff is literally a yes man. He gets told in his ear what to do, and he just does it. It's ne- it, There's no him thinking on his feet and pulling out the bag. And it just it really did show up like he was not bringing that offense forward at all. They were, they were stuffing him up every single time. It was just a bit, a little bit unimpressive. I, th- I think what, what Goff kind of shows, he's probably one of the last pocket quarterbacks you're going to see. I think now when anyone coming out, yeah. even, even like Herbert, Herbert and Burroughs this year, they can move, yeah. they can... They can rush, they can get out there, even though they're pretty big guys. You've got to be able to do that to to play quarterback now, I think. So, Goff's probably the last one of yeah. those. Just drop back, pass it, and that's it. Yeah. Tom, who are you going with? Uh, I'm carrying on my tradition of picking an entire defence, and I've gone with the Cowboys. Oh, um, <laughs> they uh, just shit the bed again, didn't they, really? Like, we just spoke on that OBJ run, that they didn't know what they were doing. Um, yeah. You know, they've been lining up Safeties with OBJ, who who thinks that's a good idea? Um, Crazy. So yeah, I'm just waiting for the defensive coordinator to get fired, and um, I'm, but I'm also wondering why Mike McCarthy isn't getting more shit for hiring Mike Nolan in the first place. But yeah, yeah. and it, it is worrying because the only reason I think he's not getting that shit is because of how well the offense is doing. So if it wasn't doing that well and they were getting slapped around and not not even being in the games, I think it would be all on. Mike McCarthy, why have you hired this absolute divvy? Well, I, I heard in the news that you, it, the defensive like schemes are too complicated for the players, which sounds mental. Imagine what this guy's telling them to do. Just just play man coverage. Just play man coverage. Cover your guy. And then that, that should show you better than putting and losing or conceding 49 points to the Browns. I anyway, I agree with you, Tom. I agree. The, the Cowboys were an absolute abysmal defense. But I've gone with Calvin Ridley. Now, <laughs> Calvin Ridley has had some of the, be- the best start of the season I've seen for a wide receiver two for a long time. Um, I mean, yeah, probably put him up there with even Chris Godwin last year. But <laughs> five targets, no receptions. What? Are- I bet you those fancy uh, owners put him in their team just thinking he's my, he's my rock this, this week. And he he completely underperformed. I mean, that's a joke. No no receptions. Yeah, that's not that's not good enough in my eyes. Five targets as well. Five, yeah, five yeah. targets and no receptions. It wasn't like he wasn't getting the ball. Five targets is sound, especially when you're getting beat. So yeah, that's my uh, bust of the week. I think we're I think we're all in agreement really on all of ours. Yeah. So we're gonna move on to our play of the week. Now, Scott. There were a few unbelievable plays this week. And yeah, I did give you one then, Carson Wentz's play. But who are you well, going with? That, that is where I am going to Wentz. Uh, I'm not sure if it's the one you're necessarily thinking of, but that, that deep ball to Travis Fulgham, who I've never even heard of. To who? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like, that, yeah, brilliant deep ball. I mean, it, uh, it kind of pulled him back with, this week with a good win against 
49ers straight into first place in division, uh, which shows how bad the NFC East is, I guess. But yeah, that, that far was beautiful, uh, beautiful play. He kept his feet well down sideline as well, did Fulgham, and uh, yeah, nice touchdown. That's what I'm going with. I wasn't talking about that one. I think there was another one where he was rolling out to his right on the yeah. on the pressure, and he threw it throws it by the sideline and catch and get the receiver for the first down. Very yeah. impressive throw. I'll give it to him. Done well. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure. I'm sure he actually gives a fuck what I think about him too. So he's probably sitting there listening, going, "No, oh, at least Harry approves now." All right, you might be motivating him. That might be it. He might be listening last week, going, yeah. "Screw you, Harry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show up this week." <laughs> yeah. What about you, Tom? Who's your play of the week? Uh, I've gone for Cole Beasley's touchdown catch. Um, yeah. I thought you'd both go with the OBJ run. To be honest, that's why I didn't choose it. Um, but yeah. I think Allen, that was an absolute pinpoint rifle from uh, from Josh Allen there. Beasley took a massive hit, pretty much got somersaulted yeah. into the air after he, after he yeah. took it. Um, so, yeah, to me, that was a hell of a catch to keep hold of it. Did you see the defender that got nailed on that play? That wasn't was nice. No, I was watching that thinking, well, he must have dropped that. I was, actually che- I was almost cheering when I saw him flipping yeah. air, thinking, oh, yeah, dropped it right. I'm all right here. Yeah. And yeah. bounces back up and defender stays laid out and I was like, oh, that's awkward. It was a great throw as well. <laughs> Josh yeah. Allen's been so yeah. accurate this year, it's ridiculous. It has. Compared to where he was. Well, I had two plays, so I, I didn't I didn't think I'd go with OBJ because I thought I'm not gonna keep absolutely piping off OBJ. So I'm going with Brandon Ayuk where he absolutely vaulted yes. standing uh <laughs> defensive back and listen to this. So normally when you vault a player, you've seen Zeke do it, we've seen Barley do it. They vault them and usually it clips the leg a little bit on the, on the trailing leg. Brandon Ayuk cleared a six-foot man. Like, he cleared him. Like, there was no contact anywhere on his body. He was over him and he carried on into the end zone. Incredible. That was just, yeah. that was very, very impressive. I, I, I did think about picking that myself, but, you know, I went, went with Tom's rule of uh, if you lose, you can't get picked. You don't have to abide by this rule. It's fine. No, Tom's chatting <laughs> shit, mate. Don't, don't, don't. don't. Don't believe what Tom's saying. Tom, Tom was telling no. us that Brady would be shit this year and the books were not being on the books. I didn't necessarily say that he'd be shit. I said he'd be a bit underwhelming. Yeah. And that to me, that's a win-win because I, I mean, that's not that bad because I was wrong, which I offer man, let's be honest. And it means that <laughs> Tampa are doing well. So, I mean. Yeah. Well, that's, what, that's uh, always a good thing for you. So, I think, is that a oh, game of the week? So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go start with this one because I think I'll get out of the way and have you both abused me? But my game of the week yeah. is the Browns and Cowboys, purely because I'm looking at it from a neutral point of view. And when you're neutral, you're seeing all those points going. And on another side of it, it was nice to see the Browns being able to do other things rather than just put Baker under the pressure of having to throw touchdown passes. Like they, they scored 49 points, and I think he got like one touchdown. So. Yeah, I mean, they ran the bottle, they get 300 yards and they get rounds on yeah. their rushing the ball. So yeah. they, they absolutely yeah. smashed the game. But I, I, the only thing about that game is, yeah, right, they got a lot of points. It, it was a big shootout, but it wasn't really close. I mean, what we thought, it won 14 up at one point. The game was kind of... Going into the fourth know, quarter, that was the score, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah. yeah, I know the Cowboys did, you'll say, pulled it back a bit, but, well, they got it quite close towards the end, but they were never really looking like they were going to win it. No, uh, I... That, I think that's the only reason I didn't pick it because I thought it, it just didn't really go back and forward enough. I um, for that I went for Chargers Bucks, going back to Tom, yeah. Tom's boys. 
Uh, because Herbert, Herbert kept pace with Brady pretty much the whole way. Yeah. And uh, he, he actually tore, he tore that defence. I mean, what happened to the defence? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, really I don't know. I thought they'd cause him all sorts of problems, but he's, he was so calm under pressure. I mean, we've got like games to talk about in a little bit, haven't we? So yeah. I'll save it. But yeah. I thought Herbert was fantastic. Yeah, I do. I agree. Very good. Right, gents. So, what, Tom, what was your game? Yeah, I didn't want to be a homer because I knew you'd accuse me. So I went with the Bills Raiders. I actually really enjoyed that game. Um, I'm, I'm just surprised by how much I've enjoyed watching Josh Allen this year because I didn't think he was particularly good at all. Never thought he'd get any more accurate than what he'd shown in his first two years. But um, yeah, the team's changed completely. It's no longer really a defensive team. It's an offensive team. It's Josh Allen's team. Yeah, I'd agree. It was a... Uh... And, and this, so this is another thing where I said, like, the Steelers um, last week, we thought the Steelers' defence would be pulling them through games. And in reality, they haven't really got going yet. And the Bills' defence haven't really been lights out yet. It's been, been shit in, third, in, in the second half of, of yeah. games. The offence has been the one pulling them through the games and keeping yep. them in there, which has been, uh, what do you call it, very impressive from Josh Allen. So, And it was amazing watching uh, Scott brag about certain plays in the uh, in the group chat. Oh, how, how amazing are uh, the Raiders towards the, f- the end of the first half? And then they absolutely shit <laughs> the, the, the big uh, the big play the big player for me was that uh, when Darren Waller fumbled it. I think uh, that killed the game. Yeah. I think we were, we were, sort of, we're doing all right. Darren Waller yeah. didn't the ball. It was Josh Norman who absolutely it was peanut punch, wasn't it? Yeah, it were, were a brilliant, it were a brilliant play from Norman. But I think if we'd have carried on that drive and and sort of got some out of that, it might have been, you know, might have pushed Bills a lot closer. But yeah, uh, didn't uh, Bills, Bills, they were good value for for win. To be fair, can't yeah. lock them. Better team in it. You know, Raiders just aren't quite there yet, are they? I mean, they know they're they're, there, they're going to be there and thereabouts for a wild card pick. But no, nah, Bills, Bills are obviously a better team. I'm not going to start saying Raiders are going to win Super Bowl or like that. <laughs> Bills Glad you didn't take the bait then, Scott. Because it did sound insane. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm just not really listening to what Ari says most of the time, anyway. So it's, you know, <laughs> carry on talking. Very carry fair. on talking. Okay, so we're going to move on to our next segment of the podcast. We're going on to our predictions. Last week we gave our six games, didn't we? We went through our predictions. I didn't do so well this week, but I think Scott and Tom did much better than me. So, Tom, you want to take us through the games? Yeah, so let's start with the first one, the Chargers and the Bucks. So obviously that was 31-38 win to the Bucks. Yep. Um, we all picked the Bucks, um, so we, we all got our points on that one. Um, no one managed to get the correct score, but um, no. I mean, we've already touched on it a little bit, haven't we? How we were all, we were both very impressed with um, Herbert. I think yeah. keeping going toe-to-toe with Brady when you've got 21 years of age between the two guys. Um was really impressive. So I think the thing that changed the game was that fumble towards the end of the first half. I do, I, I think if if that fumble doesn't yeah. happen and 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 we don't score at the end of the first half, I don't think they I don't think they come back and win. I think you know Chris from the commission said how the belief that Brady can put into a team. I think you know if we had Jameis last year, yes, we, we might get a field goal and we might still get points out of that turnover, but I don't think it would put the same level of belief into the rest of the team. Um, and from then, you know, we took on what's it, twenty-one answered points, I think. Um, so yeah, a very, a very exciting game. How refreshing is this hearing you talk about the books in such a positive way? I know. 
it's gonna come back he's and bite me. Smiling. He's almost smiling this time. Almost hey, smiling. And didn't we say what did we say about the Bucks getting to playoffs? See now, I thought they'd get to the playoffs. I just didn't think they'd win the division. Like I thought they'd sneak one of the wild cards. And because I had them, I had them, I had them getting into the playoffs. I had them, I had them with a good record, like eleven and five or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, I do think they make the playoffs. I think losing o, OJ Howard is a bit of a bit of a blow because um, none of the tight ends they've got left can run. Like we've seen, Grant can't move anymore. Bray is yeah. good in the red zone, but yeah. that's about it. He can't run either. Um, but I think the real promising thing, as well as obviously how well Brady played, was how well Tristan Wirth played. He kept Bosa quiet. Um, don't think he gave away a QB hit at all in the game, which was great when you got a 42-year-old playing there, or 43, however old he is. Um, and so, yeah, to keep the highest-paid oh, defensive end quiet in a game for a rookie, I think is absolutely massive. So, yeah. to me, that was the biggest takeaway from the game, just how well he played. Yeah, I mean, I think there's been quite a lot of talk about how well Burrow's done with, with the Bengals, but Justin Herbert's just ticking along yeah. I think he basically just absolutely slapped um, the head coach in the face and just said, didn't have belief in me now? Well, I'm the one pulling your offense through here. And yeah, you're right. If Josh McCoy doesn't fumble that ball, they win. And it's, it's even more impressive that he did all that without Austin Eckler. He got injured quite, in a, was it quite early in the second half. Yeah. Um, well, after Eckler, they couldn't really move the ball. So that is a bit of a worry. But I mean... He so oh, he shows so much poise under pressure. Like Todd Balls were throwing blitzes at him all the time, and he just stands there and takes it, or he rolls out and moves out the way of the pressure. Like he's so so calm, and his deep balls, is, I think, is amazing. Like <laughs> you never really saw him take a shot down the field at Oregon, and when he did, it normally wasn't particularly ac- accurate. But um, so far this season, he's thrown the deep ball really accurate and yeah. looked great. It's some uh, sexy deep ball, yeah, Tom. I do well, love a sexy deep ball. Good win there, Tom. Good win. Impressed for you. Um, Thank you. Hopefully it continues. Also quite good for us to be able to, now we've realised that Justin Herbert isn't just going to be a flash in the pan in the league, in and out when the Tyrod comes back. I think this is his position now going forward. I don't think the Tyrod can win it back. So it is a game good for the neutral. And we'll move on. What's our next game, Tom? Next one was the Raiders at the... Bills, I Bills at Raiders, wasn't it? Um, so, Scott, you were the lone duck on this one, going for the Raiders. Me and Harry both went the Bills, um, but you did get the Bills score correct at thirty points, which you had to correct me on after the game. So, so well done for you. You keep knocking me points, Tom. I know, yeah. Sorry, it's just because I didn't like you, isn't it? We just got to keep that going. Got to keep that bit going. Um, it's not even a bit. It's just true. <laughs> it's not <laughs> true. It's not true. Double loss, Scott here. Double loss. His team lost, and he predicted the wrong uh, result. So, yeah, I mean, I, I went, but you know, when, it, when we had a Raiders game last week, I, I went against them and picked Patriots and they lost. So I thought I'll try and be positive and, and back them. But no, it, like we said before, the, the Bills were good value for it. I think you know Josh Allen has been unbelievable. We've said all that about him, but I'm still not going to let you slit Derek Carr too much, Harry. I know, I know it's coming, but he is still. Thrown no picks all year. He's thrown eight eight touchdowns. You know he's over a thousand yards already. He's, he's playing well. You know he actually and if that uh, if that Aguilar touchdown had not been called back for what illegal formation. I found that really crap. funny. I won't lie, Scott. 
As soon as I saw it, I thought of you as well, and I did find it funny because it's like the only time he's thrown the ball deep in like twelve years, uh, and it and it, and it got called back. Yeah, so he can do it. But... Get this straight: you think he's playing well, but Dak isn't. Dak, I'm not. All right, I've never said Dak's not playing well. I've said he's getting a lot of garbage stats. He's he's got. We know what he was 41, 14. We'll go through Cowboys game after, but yeah, I think Derek Carey's playing well. And I'd probably say he's got well, he's got an extra win than Dak this year. Could be two extra wins if that Falcons onside kick hadn't been such a shambles. Uh, and he's he's not thrown any interceptions. He's managing, and he's had he's in, he's, two of his receivers have been injured as well. He's not got this all star cast of receivers. So I, I'm yeah, going to remove this clip of the podcast. I'm going to put it on all of our social media so the world knows that you genuinely believe Derek Carr is playing better than Dak Prescott. Go for it. 100%. I'll, I mean, I'll I'm, not sure, I'm not sure Scott said that, to be fair, in, in defense of Scott. I know. You can take it and say that. I'll, I'll, I'll back it. Because he's, he's, not, he's not massively outgunning him, but he's playing as well as Dak. There's no, there's no way you can say Dak's some massive MVP candidate because he's got a lot of yards with no substance to it. <laughs> what? I mean, he wouldn't get MVP yeah. votes anyway because he's not won enough games. No, yeah, so yeah, that is, forget about MVP because he's not getting that now. But the his play, standalone against Derek Carr, is like three or four times better than Derek Carr. Like he's making he's making Derek Carr look like a, like a, a shit rookie. I'm, I'm not even rising. I mean, that's to a bit extreme. No, it's not. I'm not even rising to it. Derek Carr's just being Derek Carr and playing very efficiently. Boring, boring. Dak is Derek playing Carr. how we all thought he would. He's just not getting the wins. Right. Tell you what, you, you, you the ball. Callan, very impressive. Very accurate. Stefan yeah. Diggs, loving being the wide receiver one, getting all the attention. And then it wasn't just him. Cole Beasley got involved. No, it's not just he's not relying on one receiver now. Josh Allen is he's actually spreading the ball around, and Singletary looked good too. I think the whole offense just ticked. So it is quite exciting to know that this is the new Bills team, top of the NFC East. So AFC East, AFC East. AFC. <laughs> <laughs> what we think? What are you saying, boys, about the Bills? I mean, I was going to say, should Josh Allen be in the MVP talk? Yes, we're only four weeks in. What a ridiculous conversation this will be. But he yeah. is playing like a top five quarterback right now, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's, he's the one carrying their team, I say. So, yeah. He, Did you see that shovel pass when he had like two defenders on his back? Yeah, he's the definition of a player, a, a player performing and getting the wins, like Russell Wilson. Yeah. It, the only difference between him and Dak is that he's actually got a defense behind that play, whereas Dak's got like five year olds playing in defense. So, yeah. In a scheme that's too confusing as well. Yeah, madness. <laughs> Crazy that. Um, okay, so what's the next game? The next game was the Sunday night game. Eagles at the 49ers. Uh, so, Scott was the only thing that picked the Eagles here. So, me and you took the duck there, Harry. Yeah, uh, I know. I and Scott was also one point off getting the Eagle score right as well. So he could have got 15 points from that. But I will grab too much. Lucky yeah, mate. Went up big. Yeah. I mean, I, I was quite uh, disappointed, if I'm honest. I thought it was basically Nick Mullen throwing the, throwing the game away. It wasn't the Eagles playing amazing. It was. I think it was the O line that threw the game away. 
Yeah, Nick Mullins had no time yeah. at all. That well, Eagles that, uh, Eagles D line played so well. That pick uh, when he threw it, he threw there was two defenders there. And yeah, that was bad. Yeah, the the receiver was behind the defenders, so it wasn't even in sight, and he threw it like at like mid drift height. Like, well, what, what what were you trying to do there? Make you go through them? Yeah. It was a it was an impossible play, and it was just like as soon as he threw it, you you like you, you thought, Jesus Christ, he just done that? Like he just he just on live TV. He just tried that pass. <laughs> I think you've got to give some credit to Eagles defense. I mean, you know, last yeah. week you were you were talking about how much it's just a system, and it doesn't matter if it's Garoppolo or Nick Mullins, and he can torch any. You know, he still went through and it's Giants, but you know, the Rams didn't get exactly torch the Giants defense, did they? Uh, yeah, and right. yeah, I think you know we were saying how much it's just going to be another. Well, I wasn't. You guys were saying it's still going to be a forty-nine win up despite the injuries. I think the Eagles did. did it's a good front seven. Back the secondary is a bit dodgy, but yeah. they can get after the quarter pretty well. Yeah, I yeah. I think this was one or two bad plays from the 49ers away from a 49ers win. I think I don't think the Eagles played outstandingly well. I think they just played like a bit better than they were playing, but I think the 49ers threw it away rather than the Eagles going and win it. George Kittle, 15 for 15 for 183 yards. I know, yeah. It's like he's not missed any, like he's yeah. not missed anything at all, is it? Like that, that that's a freak of nature that right there. Yeah, but, I mean, I suppose he had to, didn't he? Like the the running backs didn't really give much, didn't they? Like less than sixty yards or something like that yeah. between them. Um, I mean, again, I think as much of that was the O line not yeah. helping out at all. They didn't help out Mullins. They didn't help out the running backs. Um, yeah. I put the loss more on more on them than than any than any of the court than like CJ Bethard, who actually looked quite good as well when he came in. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I mean. The fact that when your when your quarterback gets removed from a game and he's not injured, it, it says something. So, oh, yeah. it's not a good sign, is it? Yeah. Um, okay. What's the next game? The next one was Colts at Bears. Now, I quite enjoyed this game as well, even though it was fairly boring in terms of like the scoreline. It was boring. I still enjoyed it just because I like watching Phil Rivers talk smack in the middle of a game, oh, yeah. which is great. <laughs> yeah. So we all took the Colts. So we all took the win here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, finished 19 to 11. And um, yeah, I mean, personally, I love this Colts team. I love how, like I said, that Rivers is talking smack in the middle of the game and you can hear him. I think that defense is going to be a top five unit. They are swarming. And then I think Frank Reich is a great coach. I think the only bad thing about Frank Reich is that he's got Rivers' beard. Apart from that, <laughs> he's a genius. Yeah. I mean, apart from the fact that he's playing, playing Jordan Wilkes and Naheem Hines in plays there, he should definitely be playing. Jonathan Taylor, he needs to have a little word himself. I mean, must be the beard. Maybe, yeah, probably. The other thing about the team is, you know, about Colts defense. It, the Cowboys must be so pissed with that because one Matt Eberflus, a, um, a, not a coordinator, yeah. but an assistant coach at Cowboys a couple of years ago, and now fired didn't he as well? I think. Look what he's done to Colts defense, and look what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. they've got good players on that Colts defense. Yeah, they have. Um, yeah. Especially that, that line's good. Leonard Buckner's playing really well as well yeah, from the trade. Really They've got Justin great, Houston, yeah. who doesn't seem to age. But that that player actually, that um, Pat McAfee introduced in the draft, when he was going mad in Tennessee about the Colts, and he introduced that linebacker. Oh, I forgot his name. Is it Okafor or something? Oh, I forgot his name. But he's he was bare, he's got bare tackles all season, so doing very well. I think they're gonna they're gonna the thing is with the Colts. They've got the opportunity now to 
play average and still win games because that defense is keeping him in it. Phil Rivers hasn't been amazing. He hasn't been amazing in any way, shape, or form, but he's been winning games because he doesn't have to put up that many points. The game that he did put loads of points in, it wasn't wasn't really him that was doing it. It was mostly like the running game and the receivers being wide open for him. So, uh, I don't know. Let's see him come up against a really hard defense. We'll see how it goes. But the, the Bears weren't any weren't any joke. The offense was a joke, but the uh, defense wasn't fantastic. Wasn't yeah, there? I think Mitch Trubisky was probably laughing a little bit behind his clipboard during the game. Mitch Trubisky can't laugh at anything. He's an absolute flop. Yeah, but you still would have though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he's I mean, two and zero in his starts this year, on the. Yeah. Well, sort of. I mean, somebody somebody won it for him in true. the second one. Well, that would have been three and zero, wouldn't it? So I only gave him the two. Oh, okay. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, I think Jonathan Taylor's being a little bit pushed aside, which is not a bad thing for his progression because obviously he's got time to learn and progress. But when you've got him in fantasy and you're thinking, give that man the ball. And they're just yeah. giving it to like Jordan Wilkes. Like, I mean, what? I wonder if some of it though is just trying to keep him fresh for the whole season because yeah, obviously you play more, you play fewer games at college and at Wisconsin, the running backs carry the ball a lot. So he's got a lot of like yard, a lot of miles yeah. um, under his belt already. So I wonder if, again, because he's a rookie, because the season's longer than what he's been used to previously, if they're just trying to keep them all fresh. Possibly. Yeah, I think you could see him, you could see him coming back down the last sort of five Four or five games, I think you'll see him riding quite quite a lot. They'll do like a Derrick Henry type thing with my thing. Because like you say, that offense with Rivers is not, it's not explosive, is it? It's just going to chip away a running game and defense can keep him off. Yeah. Keep him in. That's so, all they yeah. need. So, yeah. what's the next game? This game was your favorite. Favorite game, Harry. The Browns at the Cowboys. <laughs> so you took the L on this one. Me and Scott came out on top, even though I just said the word favorite. Yeah, you can't skip over that. I didn't skip over it. I brought it up. You know, I'm very self-deprecating. That's how. That's just, it's just me. That's why I don't smile. Um, but anyway, yeah. To me, this game was just summed up from that extra point play. Yeah. That, um, was, that was an absolute shambles. Um, they don't obviously know the rules because once the ball had like gone behind, they could have just left it and nothing would have happened. But Jalen Smith tried to touch it. Well, did touch it. That's what cost him two points. Um, and I think, yeah, that the offense did still struggle in the first half. You know, they've had fumbles. There's two consecutive weeks now where Dak has had costly sack fumbles, and that's led to the opposition going into double-digit leads. So yes, the defense is shitting the bed every single week. The offense isn't doing enough to keep up at the start of games. And yes, it's hard because trying to score in every single possession is a lot to ask. But there's still you know, they're still not been able to do it in the first half. Like Scott, you had the rundown in year of the of their possessions that they had yeah. from the game, and it, it was something was... like punt, fumble, was... fumble, punt, punt, punt. Like that's yeah. that's not that's not a way to win a game. And yes, the defense isn't going to win them a game either. But your offense also can't do that. So you were you were no. fourteen all at one point, and then from there the Browns defense stepped up and the Cowboys didn't. And that was the difference. The difference was... Yeah, but that's that, happened for the last couple of weeks, though, where the other team's defense has stepped up a little bit and the Cowboys offense has gone into a shell. I wouldn't say gone into a shell. I wouldn't say gone into a shell at all. I think it's just, it's, it's not going to be the easiest thing to go out for. He's not Patrick Mahomes. You know, I'm in no way arguing that he is that talented. He is not, he's probably not even... Yeah, he's 
Derek, yeah, well, he's, Derek, not, he's not top five, so <laughs> Derek Carr. Derek, be able to so this is what I mean. I'm not trying to say that that Prescott's the best quarterback in the league. I'm saying that in that offense, he's going to do well, and he has been doing well. But in situations where his defense is putting him in situations where he cannot, he can't get out of it. He's doing pretty well to try and get out of it. I mean, he's not going to be the guy that scores in every single play because that's just not. You know, he's not that talented. But you can argue from the fumbles that the offense isn't putting the defense in a good situation because it changes momentum fairly quickly. Often, at least a short a short field for the opposing offense that will come into, so your defense is going to have to protect less of the field. So it's it's not it's just the like, defense. Yeah, it's also the fact that, you know, you can't say that he's, he's not getting garbage time stats when he's 41-14 down to going to fourth quarter. And then suddenly when the Browns... You said the Browns' defense turned it up. Well, what? The Browns aren't exactly... You know, they're not, they're not best defense we've ever seen. They can't shut down everybody. They've got a sound defence, but, but they're not, you know, they're not going to completely shut you down for the whole game. And if you can't score six drives in a row yeah. and get so far behind that all the Browns have to do is just play, prevent defence, drop back, he's so, going to pick up your abs. He's going to pick up some touchdowns. It's Matt, okay, okay, okay here's, here's one for you then. So when, when, the, when Russell Wilson played the Green Bay in that championship game, like maybe four seasons ago, five seasons ago, and they were yeah. down, and then in the in the garbage time, Russell Wilson came back and won the game. You can't say that isn't good quarterback play because he wasn't being great all before that. He came back and he won the game for them. Now, if Dak Prescott had won the game, yeah, you know, it, it was it, it wasn't his fault they put they were in that much of a hole he couldn't get out of it. He scored thirty odd points again. You can't expect an offense to keep scoring thirty plus points and 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 win the game if they're going to get conceded that many points. We we no, we both agree with that. We said that in on the on Thursday's episode. You can't put it all down to him. This is, this is he's doing his job. If any if he didn't any other team doing this, they'd be flying. Harvin the Jets. The only thing I, the only thing I think is would he score those points? Would they be putting up those points in close to games? They're putting up points once they're so far back that the opposition defense is just letting not letting them. Nobody lets them score, but. No, they're yeah. still playing well, but they're not. They're not yeah. putting up points when they're ten points ahead, or yeah. when they're they're on the level. They need yeah. to do it when that's it's a different ball game. Okay. How about we? That, how about we can compare though? Why don't we compare Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins? So Kirk Cousins gets a lot of garbage points, and when he gets garbage points, we say he gets garbage points. So mm. when Dak Prescott's getting some garbage points, why isn't that garbage points? Because if Kirk Cousins was in the same position and he came back. And made it a little bit close towards the end, like kind of like he did against who was it, Green Bay, when they got Bay, shut yeah. down. And then fourth quarter, they piled on a few points, they piled on some lot and some yards. That's garbage points. So what's the difference between what Kirk Cousins and the Vikings offense did that week, and then what the Cowboys did this week or last week? I don't know. The way I see, the way yeah yeah fair point yeah can't argue with that. I think the way I see it is that Dak Prescott is fighting and losing battle. It's like yes yeah. And it's not it's not any any reflection of him the way I see it. He's he's doing his job. He's score he's scoring the touchdowns. He's put, driving that offense forward and forward in difficult situations. You know, and he's saying that yeah, when they when they're down by so many points, but surely that's yeah maybe the defense aren't as focused on stopping the ball because they think they've got a massive window a massive uh, margin of to cope with. But like realistically, that's a lot of pressure on him too. So he's dealing with that aspect of it as well. I just think yeah. 
immediately writing his points off because they're garbage points, but not realizing what he's doing to get those points. So well, we're just going to keep on disagreeing, aren't we? Yeah, we're not going to agree, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we'll say we'll move on, but I'm going to stay in the NFC East for a second because I found, a, I mean, I say I found, I heard a lovely start earlier. Um, the NFC East, is, we know how bad it's been this year. Um, but it's been so bad that the four teams in the division have a combined 14 snaps when they've been leading in the fourth quarter. So 14 yeah. snaps. Not 14 possessions, 14 snaps. That's piss poor. And 11 of those snaps come from the Washington team. Three of them come from the Eagles, and then the Cowboys and the Giants have zero each. But 14 snaps from winning positions in the fourth quarter. And to be fair, those Washington stats, those Washington stats are against the Eagles. They were against the Eagles, yeah. Doesn't that tell you exactly what Dak Prescott's defense are doing to him? Why well, is not everyone else's defense? Well, yeah, and the rest. Of let's it. not get back into the Dak Prescott conversation. Let's talk about the Patriots and the Chiefs. Go on, let's go to the Patriots. So the Patriots and the Chiefs. Again, we all said the Chiefs would win. So we all take yeah. another victory on that. Ten points all round. I have not had a chance to watch this game yet. It was only last night. Work was chaos. But from what I did hear, Mahomes struggled a little bit because it was the Patriots. And he yeah. tends to struggle against them. But it didn't matter. Yeah. Belichick basically did what Belichick does. And he, he tried to just out-scheme them. And he did do a good job. The defense was ready for what Mahomes was coming with. As I, and I, when I was saying last week that Mahomes can, if you stop one way, he'll go the other way. And he, he, he struggled to, he did struggle to find that second option. Uh, but obviously, he did get there eventually. You know, it wasn't, wasn't like he was, it took him a lot longer to get there. But uh, the defense played well too. It, obviously, it was against Brian Hoyer. But oh, there was a play that he made during the game. And it was like towards the end of the first half. And all it was was just don't get sacked. You've got seconds to play this pass. And if not, we'll just kick. And he and he went back about fifteen yards and got sacked. And then the gate, the half ended. Like what? What? And then as they Shouldn't walked, be doing off, that as a veteran, should you? As they as they walked off, Josh McDaniels and uh, Belichick, you should have seen their faces while they were talking to each other. Like this guy will never play for us again, ever. And immediately it, it, he was taking out the game. Yeah, it does show though. I mean. Uh, we, as we need to give a lot of credit to Cam Newton, don't we? You know, we all f- kind of thought the Patriots would be a bit... Well, they've lost eight players to COVID. Brady's gone. Everyone doubted him. If Newton weren't there, that is what they would be. They'd be still yeah. at quarterback, scoring 10 points a game and just doing what? <laughs> they'd, be, they'd be keeping... They'd be playing good defence because Belichick always does that, but they won't be winning. Newton yeah. has really won those games. So. I'd agree. Yeah, I'd agree. I think... Cam Newton's come in and been amazing. Been, he's, he's proven everyone wrong a little bit, so good for him. Right, we're going to move on because we've got a big segment coming up. We have got our, what, what did you call it, Tom? Our quarter poll review. Quarter poll review, okay. Yeah, look up the oh. word quarter poll, Google it. Nice, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to. So That makes me sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so basically, in everybody else's normal language, we're going to basically just give our MVP, offensive player, defensive player, offensive rookie, defensive rookie, up to now, coach of the year, comeback player of the year, disappointing team, disappointing player, improved team, improved player. Now, boys, and the game of the season as well. That's oh the biggest, yeah, that's, that's the biggest trophy to take home. 
So we'll try and get the first as, quick, as quickly as possible because obviously we're not going to spend years on each player. But MVP, I think, is between two players right now. So I'll let Tom start. I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers. Okay, He's been ball, balling out. I just figured you guys would both take Russell Wilson and so I thought I'd try to be a bit different. Um, yeah. yeah, Aaron Rodgers, he's playing with that chip on his shoulder. He doesn't give a fuck what anyone's saying. He's just going out and doing what he yeah. does best and he does look fantastic so, so far this season. In that game yesterday, he had absolutely no one to throw to. Um, like we, we, did, we didn't even know that guy's name. He caught that tight end that caught the touchdowns. What was his name? Tonyan or something like that? Like, Tonyan, yeah. Who is this guy? I mean, he's had a, a belt season so far. Yeah, um, but yeah, to me, Aaron Rodgers playing out of his mind so far. Yeah, I'm going with Russell Wilson. Unbelievable yeah. amount of uh, yards, 16 touchdowns already, uh, 75% completion pass. Uh, completion. That's insane. Yeah, it's a joke. He's he's just playing out of his mind, and he's doing what Dak isn't doing. You know, their defense is letting in points like it's a joke. So, but he's managing to win the game. So, that as I, as I said earlier, that's what makes him the MVP. He can. He can get his team out of the hot mess that the defense are getting him in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll agree with one. So, yeah, I'll go Russell Wilson as well. I mean, like you say, historic start that season in uh, in terms of touchdowns. He's got his four and zero with a poor defense. He's, you kind of said it all, so I won't go over it. But yeah, I'll agree with Russell Wilson as well. Yeah. Good man. Russell Wilson's my offensive player of the year as well. So, just okay. whatever you guys said. So, all right, who's well, your offensive player of the year, Ari? My mine is uh, Alvin Kamara. He, yes, uh, good job. Been, been very impressive, very very impressive. Um, in a Saints offense that haven't looked that impressive, because I think Drew Brees is looking a little bit behind the eight ball. Got uh, no and Michael, without Michael Thomas there, it does look a little bit worrying. But Alvin Kamara, I think kind of the other day, but I think it might have been before this week's game, but he was top five in receiving yards. He, he was leading the league in scrimmage yards. He was leading yeah. the league in yeah. terms of points scored going into week four. He was, um, yeah, absolutely balling out. What, what 500, 557 scrimmage yards and seven touchdowns. Yeah. He's on some teams, probably. Yeah. 100%. That's more than the Jets, definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's shit. <laughs> you got some. <laughs> Yeah, I got well. I picked Kamara before the season, so I had to stay with him. I think, but yeah. like you said, he's he's on course to smash a thousand yards, thousand um, rushing yards and rush, and receiving yards. So he's on course to to smash that. And I think I, I think I already is the only player in top the top twenty receiving and rushing yards. He's in top twenty for both categories. Like it's very impressive. It's unbelievable. Probably in the top but, five, top ten. Not bad, that. I think. Yeah, he's not bad, but nah, right. he's, he's definitely got the Saints team going. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Defensive player of the year, I, I'm going to give Tom a little bit of excitement here. I've gone with Levante David. He nice. is so very good. Um, my friend plays in a in, uh, in IDP. IDP, yeah. yeah I've got him on my team as well, in my yeah. IDP league. He's been smashing it. One fumble one and the recovery as well. One interception, 35 tackles, 26 yeah. on his own, nine assists. It's criminally underrated. Like He's been one of the yeah. best. Um, it's like off the ball linebackers he's since he's come into the league and yeah. he just always gets forgotten um, yeah. and he's, he, he's been consistently the book's best player very, very good. probably and since, it, he, since he joined he looks even better now that he's got a supporting cast there too so it is, it is impressive he's got a good middle linebacker next to him now Devin White so yeah. all the responsibility isn't just on him ok Scott who have you got? 
I've got a bit of a bit of a surprise one as well. I think. I mean, the players like Key Mix and Miles Garrett have been have been quality, and like you said, Tom Colts defense has been been class as well. But I'm uh, going to go with Jay Alexander from Packers, the yeah. cornerback. Like, okay. I kind of I kind of thought the start of the season would have a bit of a breakout year, and he's he's got he's only got the, the stats are amazing. He's got one sack for a safety and one interception, so for a cornerback, pretty steady. But when you're on about Calvin Ridley last night, I've been no receptions. Yeah. Alexander was on him all night. He was on him for, I think it was 24 out of 27 snaps. Yeah, just shut he him just completely, completely shut him down. And he's, yeah. he's not getting out stats because nobody's throwing his way. He's just blocking receivers out. Yeah. So, yeah. As I said, cornerbacks, it isn't all about picks, inceptions and all that. It is, it is the hidden stats, like you just said there, where nobody would have known that he was on 24 or 27 snaps and where he just didn't catch the ball. I, mean, so. I think it's hard for corners because... You could argue that the perfect season for a cornerback would be like no pass deflections, no tackles, because then it yeah, just means yeah. the quarterback isn't looking their way. Whereas the ones who always get the pass deflections are normally the ones who get picked on by quarterbacks, and all the balls get thrown their way. So just inevitably, you know, they are going to knock some away, yeah. and then they'll be the ones to make the tackles once they've given up the the, the pass. But yeah, he, he is looking really good. If you gone, Tom. About Miles Garrett, Scott mentioned how well he's playing already. He's he causing absolute chaos in the backfield. You know this this um, award normally goes to whoever's leading the league in sacks. That's what he's doing so far. He's tied um, for the league lead with five. He's tied for the league lead with pressures with nineteen, and he leads the league in forced fumbles with three. So causing absolute chaos on his own. Very yep. good, very good. We'll move on to our offensive rookie of the year. Now, this was going to be a quarterback for Mike for me, and I could have picked Herbert. I've gone Joe Burrow purely because I think he's been a bit unfortunate in some of his game situations, but I think he's still done well. I think to have a 65.5 completion rating, um, percentage, sorry, um, after a game where he threw 61 passes and only completed 30 of them, it's pretty impressive. Because yeah. that, that would have destroyed his stats there. Uh, he's over 1,000 yards already, which is a good going for a rookie. Uh, six touchdowns, only two interceptions. I think he's doing very, very well. And I, think, I think the stats are just the start of it. If you watch him play, he looks like a confident, competent quarterback. You know, he's not, yeah. not like a deer in headlights like we've seen some quarterbacks come in. He's just taking control of the offense. It's him. It's him, it's him and the Bengals rather than the Bengals and Joe Burrow. Absolutely. I've gone the same as you. So let's just move on to Scott's. <laughs> yeah, well, I've gone Burroughs as well. Oh, there we go. I was tempted to go with Herbert because he has looked so good. But yeah, Burroughs has been pretty good. Yeah, he has. I think the running backs have been a little bit, they started well and they've slowed down a bit because I think the teams have just protected them a bit. It's not the running back's fault. It's just been the teams yeah. have not used them as much as we thought they would have. Um, we'll move on to our defensive rookie of the year. I've gone with Patrick Queen, linebacker out of Baltimore. He has been really, really good. He's always been as good as uh, Levante David at the Bucks. He's got 33 tackles, 24 on his own, nine assists, four tackles for a loss, two QB hits, and one force fumble. I mean, for a rookie, that's very good going. He's slotted yeah. into that defense, and he, he hasn't looked like the rookie there. No, he was my prediction at the start of the season, I think, for the yeah. defensive rookie of the year. And he's just picked up where he left off at LSU last year, just all over that field. Fits really well into that Ravens defense. Yeah. Have you gone too? No, I've gone for a homer pick. 
and gone for Antoine Winfield. Like I feel like I mention him every week. I'd purposely yeah. not mention him during the game because I was going to talk about him now. Um, to me, he's been that. Like, the books have tried to draft draft a safety every year for probably about the last six years, and they've missed every single time. And it looks like they finally hit on a player. Um, he's been an absolute beast. So he's third on the team in tackles, tied third for sacks, which for a safety is pretty damn impressive. Um, and for QB hits as well, he's got three QB hits. Yeah. Um, he's also got two two bra- two pass breakups and a forced fumble as well. So he is all over the field. Todd Balls knows exactly how to use him, which obviously helps and is making him look even better. But, you know, he's all over the field. I love him. I mean, I'm not sure the listeners can even hear it in your voice, but the absolute relief on Tom's face. <laughs> that <is part> of <laughs> <the> <laughs> it's amazing. They've been drafting literally every year for, for yeah, for like five, six years. And they tried Justin Evans, they tried someone Whitehead, whatever his name is, who looks all right to be fair, but yeah, it looks like they actually have potentially a genuine star safety. Scott, who have you got? I've, uh, I've actually agreed with Tom, I've gone Winfield as well. I mean, <sighs> I didn't want to... Uh... I didn't want to say it once you picked him out. I was thinking, no, who can I, who can I think of that's different? No, say that's it, Scott. That's your pick. That's it. Got to move on. Coach of the year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's been really good. I'll, we'll move on. Coach of the year, Adam Gase. <laughs> who? Adam Gase. <laughs> that disaster of the year. I've actually gone Kevin Stefanski. Uh, I think yeah. he has to have it because sure. the Browns haven't gone three and one since 2001. They have, they're not just a three-in-one team as well. That look a bit... Uh, obviously, they play the Ravens, but they're not terrible. But the Ravens are the Ravens. You know, they're going to do that to most teams. They've, since then, they've looked very impressive. And it's been the play-action Browns. Two, two tight end sets, if they, can, if they can do, they've got them fit. The running backs have been dominating. Even last night, or not last night, on Sunday, when um, Nick Chubb went out, they brought in these random running backs that no one had heard of. And they were just playing just the same way. It wasn't like... They were missing yeah. Nick Chubb. So I think this is Stefanski showing that he can be one of the new and upcoming coaches in the league that can use different schemes to get round different defences. Fair enough. Yeah, it's, good. it's a good shout, actually. I mean, I've, um, I've gone for Matt LaFleur uh, for Packers. I mean, they've, Matt LaFleur. They've got, yeah, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> <laughs> but they've got, you know, Packers have got highest scoring offence. Uh, and I know they've got Rodgers playing quarterback, obviously, but. Yeah. They've actually got off ranked rushing offense as well, so he's he's got them playing. You know, he's, he's got them playing in any way they kind of need to. If, if anyone yeah. shuts down receivers, and they can run the ball really well. Aaron Jones has been quality. Uh, so I think yeah, they've they've, you know, they've played really well for and and it's a team that everyone thought might struggle a bit, even though Rodgers are playing. So they've, they've started yeah. off really well. I agree. Packers are Packers have basically silenced a lot of the critics because they obviously were yeah. called the worst. including me. Yeah, they were called the worst team in three team that anyone's ever seen last year. And they've came out and they've just built on top of that and it looks very impressive. They've blown everyone away so far, so, yeah. Who's yours, Tom? Tom? I mean, every year I think it should be Belichick. I don't really know how he's not managed to win it almost every single year. He showed yesterday just how good a defensive he can cook, cook up still, despite the fact they're missing so many people. But when you look back, they quite often tend to go for first-time head coaches or new head coaches when they when they pick this. So I've gone a bit left field and gone for Matt Rule. I can't even say his name, yeah. Matt Rule. Yeah, so, it's all right. <laughs> Tom's choking back. Can't even say it. Exactly. The um, the defense still isn't great, 
but they are getting better every single week. But that offense, I think, has been sneaky good. Yeah. Um, when McCaffrey went down, we all thought it'd be a disaster. They'd have no chance. But since then, they've actually won the, the two games without him. Um, yeah. I think I think he's doing really well with what he's got. He's brought in good coaches alongside him, like Joe Brady is the offensive coordinator and stuff like that. And I mean, I still think that they'll probably only finish with like four or five wins throughout the whole season. So this is just like a quarter award for him. He's not going to pick it up at the end of the year. But if they end up with a low pick and they can get someone like Trevor Lawrence or is it Trey Lance, the guy out of North Dakota as well, if they can end up with one of the top quarterbacks, that could be quite scary for the NFC South. I wouldn't be very happy by that. Yeah, fair. I uh, I couldn't I couldn't argue with that at all. I think he's, I think he's done very well with what he's got. The, um, the offense looks fine. I think Bridgewater looks good. Uh, Robbie Anderson looks great. And I was I was I was in your camp when, when um McCaffrey went down. I was like, oh shit, this is gonna be like a mauling now. But they've done really well. Very impressed. So Scott, oh you, oh, you said Matt Lafleur. Comeback player of the year. I'll stick with the Patriots. I know, I know Tom was saying about um, Patriots yeah. as a comeback player. Yeah, Cam. Oh Cam, all right. You didn't player. say you didn't say Cam at first. You just said comeback player. I'm going to go with the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with Cam. I think everyone wrote him off. I mean, like he's in the NFL teams. No one wanted him. No one picked him up. He came back into the Patriots with an absolutely insulting contract, and he's shown why every single GM in the in the NFL that hasn't got a starting quarterback guaranteed should be now fired on the spot. <laughs> they should be because. Yeah. Play, uh, yeah. Reds, oh my lord! I nearly said it. That's a, that's a I'm a Oh god! I've not managed to say it yet either. The Washington Football Team. Well, you don't talk about them enough, do you? So, well, yeah. the Washington Football Team. I've started Dwayne Haskins at quarterback. Yeah, it's embarrassing, it's, isn't it? Just yeah. mental. Yeah. So, and you know, you know, you know, a team that I think would fit really well in the 49ers. Well, they just run the ball every single play, wouldn't they? And it'd be a bit, it'd be embarrassing for everyone else. But yeah, well, that's, yeah. What, that's what they're I mean, going to do. I think you should go to the Steelers in the off season. Big Ben should retire, even though I think Big Ben's been all right this year. All right. I think Big Ben should all retire, right. and Cam Big should ben go to the Steelers. Big Ben will get him. Probably, yeah. yeah I, I, I've gone with you anyway, Harry. I've got Cam as well. Yeah, yeah. Scott, I've, I've gone. I'm, I'm stuck, stuck with Matthew Stafford from the start of the season. I know they've not. They've not won an awful lot of games, and they've only won, but they, you know they, they beat the Cards at pretty impressive performance. He's kept them in every game in a you know. So what's he coming back from? Like, is this come back from an injury rather than come back from? It's a back, yeah, injury. back, from back injury, wasn't it? Yeah, Which is yeah, pretty bad for a quarterback. In. You don't want a back injury. Yeah, but he broke his back. It, to be fair. Yeah, and he, you know, he was playing really well before that, but um, but no, he missed half the last season with back injury, and he's, you know, he's come back eight eight touchdowns, three picks. He's not. Completely set the world on fire, but he's kept them in every game. And... Not really selling it, anyway. See, I mean, I think <laughs> what's what's Cam Newton done? That's uh, you know, he's, he's won two games, all right, but he's thrown two touchdowns, two picks. You know, he's not he's not set the world on fire. He's just I mean, with four rushing touchdowns. Harry, you just said that you think the Newton would look great in the Forty Nineers' offense, but I think Stafford would look even better. Because he'd be able to get them throws out quicker, probably more accurately than Ewan as well. You yes, he doesn't run the offense. ball as much, but he can he can throw the ball in the run, create a play action. Yeah, I think I think Stafford should leave the Lions this year. Like, yeah. 
He's never going to do anything there because the Lions are a disaster. Only the or get a new head coach. No, I think he's just leave the Lions. I I think Lions are cursed. Maybe. Like well, I think yeah, they're genuinely I cursed. Yeah, I, I just think he's it is it keeps him in every game and he's done it without Galladay were injured. He's done it pretty tough. It, they'd have been two and two if Swift had to drop that pass. You know, he's, yeah, that's he's, a bad uh, drop. He's played, he's played really well, so um, yeah, I'll stick with Stafford. Fair enough. So move on to our most disappointing team of the year. I'm going with the Vikings. They've conceded 125 points in their four games. That's fewer than the Cowboys. Yeah, it is. I don't think the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys have still shown they can be good. The Vikings have looked pretty poor at times. Uh, they have looked good as well. There's been bits now that Jefferson started playing well. Uh, Cook, by the way, has been very, very impressive the last few games. He so, should leave as well. He's just get, getting wasted there. No, no. No, he is, because he's never going to win anything. Yeah, but now he's got his contract, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah he got paid pretty wrong, yeah. Yeah, so if you're not, you're not one's going to take on a contract like that. No, I mean, he should not still leave, money. but... <laughs> just buy himself out of the contract and go and buy a new team. Yeah. I mean, surely, uh, one one thing I don't fully understand is obviously all these players that come into the league are uber competitive. They've got to the NFL because they're uber competitive. Like, I get why so many of them want to get the long-term safe money because that gives you a lot of security for like, well, at least a couple of generations within your family. But I would do absolutely everything I possibly could to win a Super Bowl. But well, that's a funny one, isn't it? I I reckon the running backs look at it as they could be. That's the one exception, I think. Yeah, running backs that could be paid. They're treated like shit. Yeah, so yeah. I think they want the money. Um, so I've got Vikings because I just think their the potential before the season was much higher than what they've reached. They're at what one and three team doesn't look great. What are you thinking? Um, Come on, Scott. I was yeah. I'm got to go Falcons. I'm not saying they're particularly massively high hopes, but I thought they'd be scoring enough points to to beat some teams. But the defense is just so bad, and those two defeats are just—they look so deflated after those two those two losses. But even yeah, yesterday, just, like the receivers and tight ends that they've got to cover in that game, the only one that we've ever heard of is Valdez Scantling. No one knows who the other guys are, and they can still put up points. And yes, the run game was a big factor yesterday, but still. But, so Roger Rogers still got four touchdowns with basically well with exactly. no receivers. Like, exactly. <laughs> it's embarrassing. What? So embarrassing. Did you all see Rogers running up to the uh, the screen, the fan screen? Giving <laughs> the big flex. <laughs> on his own. Everybody else had ran off and he just was there on his own. I think that's why it's so good though, because he literally doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, he's care. Just blank look. So yeah. are you going with them, Tom? Team. I've gone with the Eagles. So I thought they'd win the NFC East. I thought they'd be a great team. I thought they'd be able to pick up exactly where they left off last season. Um, but yeah, went to the disappointment. Um, I think it was kind of started from before. The, the trouble started before the season. So you obviously had the injuries started to pile up on offense, particularly the offensive line. Yeah. You know, he's always got skilled players missing. Like, you know, we talked about the skilled players they had yesterday at receiver. They had Greg Ward as their number one receiver who only had his first proper start last year, didn't he? You had that guy, Fulgham, Fulgham, whatever his name was. Who Mark knows? Yeah. Um, Dallas Cotter. Is, is that Dallas Cotter injured as well, maybe? Yeah. Am I making that up? Well, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so, the, he, again, yes, Wentz hasn't looked good. He's made some really bad throws. 
but he's also not really got that much to work with at all. And the offensive line has been a disaster. So, I you know yesterday was a kind of a sign of what could potentially happen. Like if you could get Wentz playing back how he was last season, extending those plays, making magic happen, getting Miles Sanders in the game a little bit more. You know they could start to turn it around, especially because that division is so bad. They've got they've well, got the no other... options in the receiving receiving game, and they've got a running back there who can catch the ball well. Why don't they just use him more? Yeah, they should do. But they they need to rely on that defense a bit more. Like when they won the Super Bowl, that defensive line, like that terrified the the other teams, and I think that's what they need to to get back to. The only the only reason I didn't pick them was was because they are still top of division. Yeah, they are. Like, <laughs> they are, but that that that's more a reflection of the division than yeah. them. You know, I can regurgitate, regurgitate that stat again about 14 snaps from the lead. I but, I know. you know, it's just been a hot mess. That's not a... Um, most disappointing player, gents, I've gone with AJ Green. Same. Uh, Ari, we're agreeing too much today. Something's it's wrong. It's horrible, this guy. Uh, I've, I've, uh, <laughs> I just thought he was going to be a reliable player for Joe Burrow in his rookie season. He, he looked every, All talk out of camp was like AJ Green's back. You know, he's catching balls like the old lady green. Although we only saw on all the clips about four balls caught, we all bought in thinking, yeah. he's back, he's back. And he was, he's been absolutely terrible. And he, it's not like he's not getting targeted. When he gets targeted, he's getting he's a lot of targets. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, you can't separate, you can't run, you can't yeah. catch. Like Tyler Boyd has emerged as the number one there, and he yeah. looks really good. T Higgins is starting to play well T. now Higgins. as well that he's getting in the game. Yeah. Like when you think back at the amount of times that the Bengals turned down trade offers for for AJ Green, you yeah. know they could have got potentially second, third round picks for him. They're not going to get anything. No one's going to trade for him. No, he's just going to leave at the end of the season, and that's going to be it. It's it's he's, a shame because it, when he was great, he was great. He was a top five receiver. Yeah. It's just a little bit sad to watch. It is. A bit. I do agree. Scott? Uh, Danny Jones. I, I think people... Are, I know I know Barkley's gone out injured and he's lost one of his big like safety blankets and stuff, but you know he's got, what, two touchdowns, five picks. He's fumbled three times. He's got Jason Garrett as his offensive coordinator. Yeah. He hasn't, he, got an offense, he hasn't got an offensive line. And who's the, who's the coach thought. again? Uh, Joe Judge. Joe Judge. Who the fuck yeah. is Joe Judge? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just we, need not... to, we need to take that little clip and just get that around, um, get around the social the, media. Yeah. I think we should have that as a clip that we just play randomly throughout the show. <laughs> the whenever whenever we talk about the Giants, who the fuck is Joe Judge? I can't put it on him, I just can't blame him because I, can I just... think it will. He's just a, it's a mistake waiting to happen. Like, he's, I almost think he's like Jameis Winston, but he doesn't he's put points up. He's Jameis. He doesn't put Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not going to argue with that. Most improved team, I'm going with the Browns. Ari, this is not good. What <laughs> I think it has to be the Browns. It has to be the Browns, considering... No, I've got the Browns as well. That's what I mean. It's not good. Yeah, Why are we agreeing so much? Because it has to be the Browns. Because Don't like it. They've been such a hot mess the last few years. And there was such expectation last year, and they didn't perform. Yeah. And now this year, they actually look like they could perform. And they're three and one, great start, confidence builder. They've not got an easy game coming up, so we'll see how that goes. But Stefanski looks like they've got them playing. I just, I'm just quite, I'm just quite, I've got good feeling about the Browns team this year, and I think they've done well so far. 
I'm just surprised they're functional. Like that's all I wrote down in my notes. They're functional. Like, that's <laughs> it. You got I've gone similar to what Tom said before with coach. I've gone Panthers. Uh, I mean, nobody expected anything from him really. I mean, and then McCaffrey went down. It's just like this is going to be a shit show. Yeah, and they've yeah. actually they've rallied round and yeah, they've got two games on bounce. They've actually Mike Davis has stepped in pretty seamlessly. And yeah, Matt Rule's got, they've gone playing well. So I think they're, like you no. say, they're not going to go win the division now, right? But no. they're going to be there in the and keep keeping yeah. competitive. All you want. I think it's quite interesting because I reckon after the first two games, we all would have picked the Cardinals. Yeah. And then in the next two weeks, Cardinals haven't played particularly well. They've lost both games. Well, Kyler hasn't played very well. He's been a bit wayward. Nice. Thrown some picks, hasn't he? And, yes. Know. Looked a bit, looked a bit wobbly, hasn't he? No more Kyler yeah. for MVP talk then. No, I can't see that happening. Uh, most improved player. I've gone with Josh Allen. Oh, for fuck's sake, Harry. It just is, isn't it? Like, it I, is. You can't, say, you can't say anyone else. Josh Allen has come on leaps and bounds. He had yeah. one thing missing from his game, and it was his accuracy. And he's throwing balls down the field to Diggs, beating coverage, and it's landed in his hands. It's not having to work for it. Although Diggs is amazing at like losing his coverage. He's not having to work too hard for it. The ball landing in his path. Very, very impressive this year. Yeah, nothing else to say. I can see from Tom's face how absolutely pissed off he is that he's just got <laughs> the same pick and arrow back for that. Yeah. yeah it, we, we need to start talking about this before the episodes. <laughs> I've not spoken to you all day about this at all. So no, no. No, you were remarkably quiet on the chat earlier when we, when we were talking. Yeah, I just didn't think you wanted to take the Dak Prescott bait. But... No, I was mentally busy. Obviously, you were just copying my notes instead. I said, yeah, what, hacking into your computer? You yeah, that's exactly what you were doing. Computer. You hacked onto the Wi-Fi. <laughs> Amazing. Um, who have you got, Scott? Josh Allen. Okay. Oh. <laughs> it, it can't, it can't There's nobody else to pick. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Well, that is a good sign for us all. We're all getting on. That's, that's good, isn't it? Nah, I don't like it. Gents, that has been a very, very good You've episode. missed out the best award. What, what is it? Game of the season. Oh, yeah. My I've been waiting all episode for this. <laughs> Go on, then. You start You it. say the same game as me. What do you game of the week? I've gone for the Seahawks and the Patriots. Um, <laughs> yes! Fuck <laughs> off. Oh, <laughs> oh. Amazing. Cam was amazing in that game. Yes, Russ was cooking, and then we had a goal line stand to finish it off. I don't really think you can beat that. Yeah, I, 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 my point was going to be uh, Collier at the end, just stopping that. <laughs> the, the one play that Belichick said that was going to be our one play we had to play, and he stopped it. That must feel. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the one award which I announced before before the episode. I put that in the chat. And you've done that on it. purpose. Tom. Yeah, I, haven't, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. I'll go different. I'll go different. Uh, it were Rams. Rams Bills for me. Yeah, as well. Oh, yeah, that was a good Adam, game. Had that great. Had that great comeback, and then Josh Allen, you know, pulling out and uh, that that were a really good game. And yeah, uh, yeah, I think just had a bit more, bit more excitement. Yeah, I, I can't believe you didn't go for a Cowboys game. I thought you go for that Cowboys Falcons game, Harry. Yeah, it was good, but I like the fact that in the Seahawks Patriots game, it was actually skill players doing the bits rather than being like a bit more of a look thing. 
Did you say Dak Prescott's lucky? Is that what you just said? Then? No, the kick was lucky because they, <laughs> they relied on the Falcons being absolutely useless. That was what it was. Yeah. Um, exactly. I mean, that, I mean, that was a good segment. I, I do appreciate that, Tom. We're doing that. We're going to do that after every four games. Half a season one. Every four games, okay. We're going to have to do it. We're going to have to do like a half a season one. Okay, but we're going to have to share notes beforehand next time. Cause... Absolutely not. I want uh, this again. No, no. I, I want to see it look on your face every week, every time. When <laughs> yeah, Harry, Harry just lets you go first and then goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back Prescott for comeback player. Yeah. Yeah. I think I just leave if that happens. Well, I've gone first each time and then Tom's going to have to meet apart from the last one. And Tom... Hey, I'll send you my notes. No, absolutely not. Don't tell me my notes because then I will just pick yours on purpose. Okay. Just to piss you off. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, it's been a pleasure. We've, we've got football coming up in two days. Hopefully, it's going to be a good one. Bucks, <laughs> Bears. Good game, that. It's going to be a good game, that. Um, yeah, Nick's going to throw interceptions. Have you got any quick words on the Bucks Bears game? Big I think it's going to be a fairly comfortable win. Yeah? Double digit. Oh, look at the confidence. Look at him. He's, he's even nodding with a smug smirk. I'm feeling it. Yeah, I'm smiling. Not. Yeah. What are you thinking, Scott? I think uh, I think Khalil Mack is going to destroy Brady in end season for him. Oh, no, he'll oh, get Tristan oh, Wirfs on him. Tristan Wirfs shut down both. So it'll shut down Khalil oh, no. Mack. No problem. I just, want, I just wanted to see Tom's reaction. Nah, Bucks. Easy, easy. Who is Khalil Mack? Okay, let's go, let's do something different. A bold pick. For the, bold prediction for the game. I'm going to go for the game. I'm going to go first. I think Nick Foles gets picked off twice and loses his starting job to Trubisky again. They get swapped around in the, in the, uh, in the game, mid-game. That's uh, fair. I'm, that's, I'm going to go with uh, Brady gets more rushing touchdowns than passing. Oh, mm. my God. That is bold. He does love a QB sneak. His first touchdown was a Buccaneer. It was a QB sneak. Um, I'll go with Gronk has two touchdowns and Gronk's barely done anything so far this season so I'd still say that's fairly bold that's an embarrassing bold prediction that, but we'll, we'll, we'll take it he's yeah. not done anything all year yeah, but to have a tight end to have two touchdowns when one of the tight ends has gone out injured is not a bold prediction but anyway, anyway. alright then three okay. <laughs> now it's bold Tom it's not bold fair enough right gents Appreciate it all. If you want to catch us on our social media, we've got the Quick Snap UK, both at Instagram and Twitter. We've got the quicksnap.co.uk on our website. So until next time. Podcast Network.